0: hello 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 hey 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 fuck is up
1: chat oh you know you know what's up
0: oh well i do well it's been a good show (laughs) we'll see you next week
1: all right catch you next time
0: guys (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck
1: yeah how you doing denzel yeah i've been better all right well (laughs) (laughs) how are you chat uh i also have been better i'm just kind of tired just just a little sleepy but you know that's the most I can complain about at the moment.
0: Uh, fair enough. I, I, too, am sleepy. I didn't sleep all that well. You know why? Why is that? Because Eurovision was haunting my dreams, Chet. <laughs> I know you're not into Eurovision, but I fucking
1: am. I caught about 10 seconds of that stream.
0: I love it. Oh, did you go to the one
1: that 11 cents made? That was exactly why I caught about 10 seconds of it.
0: Hell yeah. I've been wanting to watch Eurovision for a full calendar year at this point. Oh, man. I fucking love Eurovision. (laughs) I know Rory's at home like, oh, man, people over here don't even like that shit or whatever the Irish will say because they constantly lose. (sighs) But...
1: I fucking love it. Explain to us Americans what the hell you're talking about. Okay. So,
0: uh, Eurovision is essentially, it's basically American Idol with competing countries rather than individuals.
1: So it's the Olympics for singing.
0: I'm hesitant to agree with that (laughs) mainly because there isn't a variety of different singing challenges that people have to do. They just make a song, come and perform it live. Sure, but it's fucking amazing. All it, right, it's been getting more and more serious over the years, and that kind of sucks. But like, I don't know. I I still enjoy it. It's a lot of fun.
1: Cool. I I enjoy those international competitions that aren't so serious. I forgot what it, it's. It's like a beauty pageant, but they they dress up these women in outfits that represent their countries.
0: Miss Universe, I
1: believe, does that. Is, is that Miss? Un- but they're like absurd costumes
0: yeah like the gigantic headdresses the spangly bras the tail feathers yeah and shit like that Where
1: like japan had one year their girl was dressed up like a gundam oh yeah like That's not not a full-on gundam but it's mm. very heavily gundam inspired
0: <laughs> okay at least she didn't pick pick a zaku right that would have been
1: real weird <laughs> but yeah like stuff like that i really enjoy where it's just this grandiose show of nationalism but No one's really taking themselves seriously.
0: Yeah, that's the best kind. Yeah. And that's what Eurovision's all about. Cool. Or it was at one point a bunch of people who didn't take themselves super seriously (laughs) singing these really, really shitty songs. Oh, man. And some famous Eurovision competitors that you might recognize from time are like ABBA, Celine Dion. Oh, okay. uh, People like that. I mean, they compete for or at least in Celine Dion's case, she competed for Sweden or Switzerland or something like that, even though she's not from there. She's from Canada. Yeah, she's Canadian. Okay. And some countries, like, kind of do that, where they pull in talent from around the world based on, like, if they want to give them quick citizenship or not, (laughs) or, like, uh, if any of their family was born there or anything like that. Okay.
1: That seems almost like cheating, but then again, like, how many Croatian singers can you name off top?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely none, and their country always sucks during Eurovision. It's also so. tiny,
1: so you know they're kind of screwed to begin with.
0: <laughs> Israel is one, of, not in Europe, uh, is one of the popular votes right now, or pop, huh. according to the bookmakers, because apparently. They are, they, they, I don't know. It's probably just because they're Israel. Yeah. I don't know. I've been going through some shit recently. I
1: mean, <laughs> yes. if by recently,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the s- past several hundred years since
1: they were declared Israel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't normally talk about that because like, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I have a bunch of Jewish friends that cape extra hard for Israel but it's like some of them I trust like a lot as far as their judgment goes but i don't know if they're caving for israel because like they're, they're jewish. jewish and it's like <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to tell you here buddy i know i know that you have been looking for the perfect jewish woman your entire <laughs> life and i know you went over to birthright oh, to man. israel in high school
1: oh man i had some friends that did that and they they wild out Yep. And just go to Israel, party hard, because apparently clubs are pretty much 24 hours out there. Good. And so I never understood why America just shuts everything down at 2 a.m. Like
0: Because it, we live in like a puritanical nanny state to a certain degree. Yeah, and it's really annoying. Yeah. Like, so, so fucking what if I want to stay up all night and fucking drink at this fucking shitty bar until the sun comes up? I, Who are you to tell me that I
1: can't? And you're allowed to do that on private property. You're just not allowed to do it in someone else's private property. It's like, fucking dumb. Yeah. So it's I want to
0: throw my money at the bartender until seven AM until somebody has to physically carry me out <laughs> because I've fallen asleep.
1: See that, that would be a great boon to the short term hotel business, which is not thriving in the US. I mean the hotel business is failing anyway because of Airbnb. Shoutouts.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. We don't have any hot topics today.
1: Uh, yeah, ain't nothing happened in this last week. No, not really. Like, after Infinity War, everyone just kind of like, ugh, we're giving up, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a guest scheduled for this week, but unfortunately, due to a sudden scheduling conflict, we had to shift dates on them. Yeah. Uh, so... Here we are talking about things such as Airbnb disrupting <laughs> the hotel market.
1: Man, the first time I had heard the term disruptive technology, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? What are they disrupting? Like, oh, okay, they're, they're game changers. Got it. Why don't you just use that?
0: They needed a new term. You know, like all the buzzwords that people have for meetings? Yeah. Like uh, scrum uh, oh, the fuck scrum? <laughs> you have a scrum, and then you have your agile uh, project development. You have your waterfall project development. Yeah. You have your Six Sigma uh, meeting things, or whatever the fuck yep. it is. You have to have all these bu- buzzwords, as people on the internet may may be familiar at this point. Uh, I hate all those marketing buzzwords that come from startups. They're the worst. Recently, Uber. uh laid out a plan for flying cars cool and it turns out they're just fucking planes (laughs) they're fucking planes
1: they're small planes Uh, those exist already by the way guys (laughs) exactly i mean i guess if they're really small planes then that might be something but i don't know the the practicality of a plane is not limited to its or is not limited by its size it's the fuel and the upkeep and yes. being able to pilot it and there's a lot that makes owning a plane and using one for day-to-day commutes not a thing
0: <laughs> yeah i think last time i was i used to watch a bunch of these airline youtubers or these pilot youtubers and the last time i checked some of the fuel can go up to
1: 650
0: a gallon
1: $6.50?
0: Yeah, $6.50 a gallon.
1: I mean, that, it could be worse, I guess.
0: Yeah, it could be. But when your plane holds like, I don't know, 150, 200 gallons. Yeah. And then you also have to pay for your the airport that you're using or whatever, the docking. Yep. I don't know, your landing space, wherever. Wherever you put the plane after you get out of it.
1: Yeah, your whatever hangar you've got. Yeah,
0: I, if only there was a disruptive technology... Well, I mean, like, I don't know, words that mean things. If only a startup could come up with the technology to disrupt the learned man market to teach me words for things.
1: <laughs> they call that the dictionary. It's, it's spelled D-I-K-S-H-N-R-Y dictionary. It's an app on your phone. Go look oh, it up. God. Yeah, don't worry. When it, come this time, 2020, we're going to have a hanger service called (laughs) hangar
0: with no e
1: exactly (laughs) you just rent out someone's backyard so you can land your plane
0: yeah 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 you'll you have a short distance to do it though
1: yeah it's (laughs) gonna be really difficult
0: (laughs) (laughs) some of the planes that exist now are pretty light like the lightest plane i saw i think was like 900 something pounds
1: that's Pretty light. That's lighter yeah. than a lot of cars.
0: Yeah, yeah, and all it does, all it's made for, is like it's a trick plane. Essentially, you just go up yeah. and you do spins and you do fun flips and stuff and barrel rolls. You got about
1: thirty minutes of airtime. Yeah, yeah, because of the fuel tank. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, I guess. I mean, you could use those to drop people off, but again, refueling is going to be a fucking pain in the ass
1: certainly is and and landing and like there's a lot of there's a lot of barriers to making flying cars a thing especially if they're just planes yeah yeah (laughs) if there was something more akin to like a quadcopter like how drones are built somebody built one of those i'm sure i'm sure they put a hammock at the base of it that seems incredibly dangerous Uh. It seemed like it, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you base it off of that model, I think you've got a little bit more to work with cause you can do vertical takeoff and that helps a lot. Yeah. But, but...
0: strong winds are going to fuck your shit up. Right.
1: Because those have to be incredibly light. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, did you, uh,
0: did you see how Airbnb disrupted, the home as a service market by announcing that they'd be purchasing properties for their own company to like for people to rent out as if hotels don't already exist
1: yeah it's a really strange way of looking at things like airbnb in itself did actually change the game and like made hotels a little bit less desirable because sometimes if you want to Place, it's like you want your own place,
0: yeah. But I have a host of problems with Airbnb that we'll get to after you finish. Oh, they, yeah, that they
1: they have their own laundry list of their own issues. But like, I for one, when traveling, will almost always go for an Airbnb over a hotel just because it's cheaper in a lot of cases, yeah, it's
0: a lot cheaper. Where you get your shitty, like, one, two twin beds in a hotel room for 150 a night, yeah, you can get an entire apartment in some cases for that same amount.
1: Right. And like, there's no, there's no argument to be had. And like, you know, you have say resorts that, you know, you've got room service available. You've got all these amenities that you wouldn't have with an Airbnb, but if you're not going to be spending time in the place anyway, you're not going to be using these amenities. Does that even matter? If you're spending two nights there, do you need someone to come in and change your sheets? you know there's yeah, yeah things like that where you're being charged for at a hotel that you don't get with an Airbnb yeah they're nice but do you need them is it worth the cost okay maybe not you know
0: the thing that pisses me off regardless is the fact that at a hotel they up sell everything to the point where it doesn't make sense like why you would stay in one right yeah if you want room service it costs like 60 dollars for a beer and a burger
1: yeah it's ridiculous i mean a lot of that is just because you ordered it so Mm -hmm. it's like the more you order the more worth it it is but i mean who really wants a feast
0: No, no. I mean, here's a good example. Even when I was up in San Francisco and stayed at a hotel, it it literally cost me $80 for food. I ordered literally a beer, a burger, and a house rum and coke from whatever fucking in-house restaurant they had. Mm -hmm. I I had just gotten paid, and the hotel was being paid for for something. There's a lot of reasons why I did it. Uh, (laughs) But I found out. That they don't allow Airbnb, or not Airbnb, but like DoorDash and E24 deliveries to come up to your room, huh. and they make them wait down in the lobby or something, sure. or sometimes they even turn them away or whatever, but That's like, stupid. I there's a lot of problems that I have with hotels, and it it seems like, as much as I want to say, like, it's a dying business, it's impossible for them to die yeah. because they own the land that they're on. They're only going to get more expensive. Yeah, And that's – if I want to highlight one of the bigger problems that I have with Airbnb, it's the fact that people will now go out of their way to buy up properties in areas yeah. just to l- rent them out for Airbnb. But it dem- it increases the property value in the area mm-hmm. because like – there are less people living in the area. It's a more desirable, like sure, touristy yeah. area or whatever, and it disallows people from moving in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time it's just pricing out huge swaths of the city. If you look at any given city and you look at their Airbnb shit, like there's a good chance that there's like several thousand in a large city in like a given neighborhood.
1: Because of that exact practice. There have been a lot of laws written in the US. I think these are only citywide laws. I know in Europe, there's some countrywide laws banning people from doing exactly that, where they just buy up, you know, portions of an apartment building just to rent them out because they're making money hand over fist. You just have to have the capital just to be able to invest. Yeah. So I know in parts of Europe, I want to say it's in Germany in particular the law is you have to live in that place at least like 25% of the year. Like you, you can't just buy a place specifically to rent it out. You have to prove that you're actually living there and then you can rent it out, which, you know, seems fair because they're really fucking up the housing market for a lot of people. And it's especially fucking up for lower middle class who could be renting out these places, But they're getting all taken out. Uh, You you like how the
0: path to the middle class is essentially just being chopped out of American life? Oh, it is. You you just have to kind of make a leap at this point. You really do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're getting your shins knocked at, like, at all times. (laughs) Holy fuck.
0: You just have to hope you win the lottery. (laughs) God
1: damn. And they... I want to say they added another number to the lottery again recently, which is why like these mega millions is getting even higher. Jeez. Because it's harder to win.
0: I mean, but how I thought, isn't the lottery based off of how much money people pay into it? Yeah. So, so
1: the fewer people win, the higher the jackpot goes.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't make sense as to why they increase the price because it's not like, Every week somebody's or increase the amount of numbers because it's
1: not like every week somebody's winning. It's like every month, maybe. Sure. But if they change that number to be every six months, because like studies have shown that, I mean, and this is I'm sure everyone has empirical evidence of this when the number reaches a certain point. There's a sort of like lotto fever that takes over and then like companies will be like, oh, let's all chip in $5 to this thing and we'll all, you know, we'll get a thousand tickets and we'll win. Well, if they keep that number up by having fewer winners, there's going to be more people that pitch in for that. I wonder how much of
0: a percentage they take off.
1: <sighs> Quite a bit, I'm sure. God damn. Quite a bit, I'm sure. I I know... The one good thing about the lottery The two good things about the lottery is One, you have a chance of becoming a millionaire And probably blowing that within a couple of years As most people have done And the other thing is that They are forced to donate a lot of that To education mm-hmm. So That's that's like the one good thing Is that it's taxed
0: <laughs> Okay Well, I mean We'll see Yeah, We'll see yeah, whatever. But I don't know been reading a lot of sci-fi recently oh yeah yeah i guess not a lot because you know what i don't read that quickly well there you go (laughs) but i went over douglas adams hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy for the second time it's one of my faves it's a great book and you may be wondering how is it one of my faves if i've only read it twice well i remember it very well
1: yeah i don't really think only reading it twice would preclude it from being one of your favorites i mean like there's yeah. plenty of things that I would consider some of my favorite activities that I've only done a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can think of one too. Yay! <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, you ever try heroin? <laughs> I only do it twice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, it's very good. But somebody... I went on to an IRC channel recently and asked for uh some science fiction book recommendations mm-hmm. and to my surprise I hadn't read any Isaac Asimov. Huh. So went through I'm on part 5 of Foundation now. Okay. And it's fucking crazy. Right. Uh it's you can see where a lot of concepts for sci-fi have come out of that book. Mm-hmm. I don't granted I haven't read much prior to that that book came out in like the 1940s. Yeah.
1: 1942
0: to be somewhat exact, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Something in that realm. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in that area. Uh so I uh, I'm reading this book or to be fair, completely fair, I've read I read the first half. I'm listening to the second half on audiobook. Um I'm up to part 5 now. Mm-hmm. And One thing that I noticed came out of that book, and I don't know if this is where it originated, but, like, the concept of 4D chess. Oh, really? Not necessarily, like, uh, the actual act of playing chess, but, you know, the meme. Sure, yeah. Where you're smarter than everybody in the room, and you've made a plan that, like goes beyond what they believe you're knowledgeable of uh-huh. and you've made a plan that c- accounts for every single one of their behaviors and you succeed okay there's a portion this was my them. plan
1: all along <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah more or less that's that's exactly how it turns out uh, okay in one instance i'm gonna spoil it because i mean it was in the 40s i mean come on man. yeah <laughs> it's just shy of what 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, Four more years, five more years. Um, So what happens is the mayor of the mayor essentially being like the ruler of this planet, more or less because they have one city or something like that. He goes to visit an aristocracy that kind of is in control of his planet or something. And he goes there and what they want him to do. He's already done which is fix a ship like this old 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 warship mm-hmm. that's just ace and nobody can beat it it's the tits whatever you want to call it it's the best shit around and it's been it was built 300 years ago they made it that long ago so he accounts for like this regent's actions he's like the regent takes him as a prisoner of war mm. and the dude is just like I see you're a prisoner of war, and I raise you. You're going to piss off all the priests if you blow up my planet. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, there's no way they fucking know about that. So the regent runs out, and he's just kind of looking around. He's trying to figure out what the atmosphere is around the kingdom or whatever. And then the power goes out in his uh, in his castle. Uh-oh. And it turns out, all the priesthood knows, uh, the the clergy class, I don't know what class, the religious class, no, I don't know what class it would be counted as, but essentially the church has found out. Mm-hmm. And the, the local representative of the foundation's church comes up and he's just like, hey, dog, we know what you're doing, dog. <laughs> and it's because the dude who's now a prisoner of war or whatever, warned everybody before he came and it's just like how the fuck could you know (laughs) and the way that it's it's explained with the very very first guy the guy who created the foundation is essentially like (laughs) it sounds so stupid explaining it but it's like psychic math essentially (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's what it is is you can do a calculation to like predict how things are going to turn out in the future Mm. so He predicts the fall of the Galactic Empire. Hey-ho, what do you know? Uh, The Galactic Empire is the same name used in Star Wars. Hey. So he predicts the fall of the Galactic Empire. Uh, He's treated as a criminal, exiled to these outer planets. And he's like, I knew this was coming So because I did the math for it. I I was (laughs) able to predict it. So essentially parts, I want to say one and three, are largely predicated on people playing 4D chess. Okay, and then I also see where the idea for the Hitchhiker's Guide from the Galaxy for the Galaxy comes from, uh, because what they're working on uh, as a pretense to building a new galactic empire after the other one fails is. The Encyclopedia Intergalactica or some shit like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Intergalactic Encyclopedia. I can't remember what it's called, honestly. But they use that as a pretense for whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Gotcha. So, and now I understand where that idea uh, for Hitchhiker's Guide could have come from. Mm-hmm. And then there are a few other ideas sprinkled in there. Those are the only ones that I remember off top. But, I mean... It's easy to tell how it's influenced a lot of shit.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, Asimov to sci-fi is like Tolkien to fantasy,
0: but better, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because apparently like if you ask any hardcore fantasy fan, apparently Tolkien sucks.
1: I haven't talked to anyone that that's that hardcore about it. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> So what's the difference between fa- fantasy and
1: sci-fi, chat? Usually the setting is really the the only difference like a lot of the sci-fi that I've read has a lot of magic influence to it as well
0: yeah or psychic math
1: yeah or like uh, one of my favorite sci-fi authors Piers Anthony like but he also writes a lot of fantasy so like all of his stuff (laughs) is like influenced (laughs) by (laughs) both so yeah it's mostly just setting and like do they focus more on science and machines or is it, you know, swords and magic? And even a lot of sci-fi still uses swords just because, I don't know, <laughs> authors think they're cool.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't use guns in this area or in this ship because it'll just burn a hole in the hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes a deal of sense there. So, you know, yeah. just use a lightsaber.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, I want to tackle the tough idea that somebody put forth online, and this is going to be real stupid, and I don't, I'm not necessarily a big fan of this, but people were bringing up online that Batman would have beat Thanos.
1: That's a fucking, no.
0: See, the thing is, he wouldn't have had to try to beat Thanos. If Batman is the master of 4D chess, this is true. He would have just killed the robot. He would have found. A yeah, way to, he yeah. He would have killed the robot and taken uh Doctor Strange's
1: little timepiece. Yeah, that that is probably accurate to what would have happened because you know Batman's got a plan for everything, which is part of why I kind of dislike Batman as a character, at least in the comic books, because. In the movies, he's shown as more flawed, more human. You know, he's not this sort of omnipotent human.
0: <laughs> he's just a super tough, rich guy.
1: Yeah. And, yes, he's smart and tactical, but he's not psychic, which is how he's kind of portrayed sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the crazy part, because it seems like on occasion, when I read Batman comics, it's like, how the fuck could you even possibly see this comic? Yeah and but, but
1: you just accept it cuz it's batman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that's not the case all the time. Yeah. He is caught off guard, but he's also I mean like it's hard to explain. He's got he's got superpowers. He's 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 definitely more than human. Sure. So, it's He's he, also he's, part bat. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a man bat. Yes. The ugliest thing. he's a man-sized bat what do you expect (laughs) oh boy yeah i i i don't know i think it's a stupid argument because
1: it's an irrelevant argument yeah like if you went off of like comic logic vision wouldn't have gotten bitch-moded out the whole thing like no scarlet witch would have actually done something yep So, yeah, you can't really apply those same, like, well, in the comics, Batman always has a plan. Oh, well, in the comics... No, it doesn't work. This is the MCU. This is how they wrote their movie. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. The more I think about it, the more I just feel like it's a super poorly written movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's not... I mean... It was a cool, again, it was a cool blow off for like the last 10 years. of, not You know what? No, 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 no. Uh I'm not even going to say it's for the last 10 years. I'm going to say it's for the last like four years.
1: It's not as if they were actually setting this up in Iron Man. I mean like they they alluded to it as early as Avengers. But that's it. It was an allusion to Thanos. It was like.
0: And at the end of (laughs) one of the movies he's talking
1: about death. Uh, but fine i'll do it myself you know okay cool but like they weren't really setting this stuff up until
0: very recently yeah and to be fair i guess it's more of a reaction to like how well the movies have done mm-hmm. i don't think they expected to even make it this far because this is the first time anybody's ever done this yeah
1: No. know that's that's for sure and if Iron Man didn't do well, it, it, we definitely wouldn't be here. Definitely not. But I think once Avengers came out and just destroyed everything, I think they kind of knew what they had on their hands. Yeah, the very
0: first one. And going back, it's kind of funny watching some of the older movies yeah. because they're bad.
1: Yeah. They're bad. I wanted to to go back and watch iron man, but I didn't feel like going out of my way to pirate it because <laughs> it's not on Netflix. And I haven't really looked much further.
0: <laughs> the I don't know. Even the conceits for the costumes, some of the guys costumes seems very strange Uh-oh. in retrospect. The only person that seems to be wearing a costume Is Captain America, where he's got his little, like, colorful star spangled outfit.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: And Tony Stark's, that's how Iron Man looks, but that's because that's how Iron Man looks. Right, that
1: is the power.
0: Yeah. And Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch are just basically wearing black. Thor is wearing, like, shit from his planet just clothes from where he came from yeah so it seems normal yeah hulk is just wearing purple pants (laughs) i don't know are they purple
1: uh they're like dark bluish okay in the mcu yeah yeah Yeah. well
0: yeah there are most of the those guys are wearing just normal outfits right yeah or outfits that don't seem to stick out yeah that's true like even falcon
1: yeah, I mean he's got a flight suit, but it's like the the costume is functional. It's not like he's wearing some outlandish costume. He's just wearing what he needs to to fly around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Vision is more of a traditional like superhero look. That's just that's just how he decides to look, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's actually kind of weird. He's, he's the only one rocking a cape to put on a cape for some reason. <laughs> Uh, Thor's got a
1: cape. Oh yeah, Thor's cape, true.
0: Uh, and Spider-Man also is wearing a costume, but I think that's more—you can excuse that more because it's a fucking
1: kid. Yeah, yeah, and also that he comes much later in the MCU.
0: Yeah, who else is there? Black Panther, I guess, is. But that's not even like a get-up, or it kind of is because it's got cat ears on it and shit. That's
1: <laughs> true. Yeah. Where it like that was more of an evolution of like the mantle being passed down, and then again, now it's a functional design of yeah, this is a protective thing rather than I'm trying to hide my identity. That's one thing about the MCU, or even like just the heroes in the Marvel Universe, they're just out there. It's like everyone knows Steve Rogers is Captain America, like the people who are in hiding are the S.H.I.E.L.D. people who have actual lives, like Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: who was under house arrest for some reason. <laughs>
1: they, they wrote his ass off with one line, <laughs> the disrespect.
0: Oh, shit, he's been there off jump. He, he even <laughs> appeared in Thor, the very first Thor.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. God damn. I mean, that was where he first showed up, but yeah. Yeah. That was Re- <laughs> <and how laughs> Disrespectful. Rude. How rude. The question is, is he going to be around in any of the other movies now?
0: Uh, He probably will. I'm sure
1: he's going to make some sort of appearance just for the fans.
0: What's probably going to end up happening, if I had to guess, is that he's going to cameo in one of the movies probably in like 10 years or something like that eh. when they're forming the new Avengers yeah, and they need an actor who's still willing to appear in these movies <laughs> uh, who isn't dead. Uh, <laughs> they'll, I mean, dead in the fiction of the, sh- the yes, movie. Yes. They'll go to him because like he was just under house arrest. <laughs> right. <laughs> or he's not busy anymore because he's just an old dude. <laughs> him or the Scarlet Witch. Or Scarlett Johansson, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Black Widow. Yes. Mainly, they're going to have him like, step out of the shadows. He's going <laughs> to step... Yeah, I remember the Avengers kids. You don't want to go down that route. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with that. What's
1: Scarlett Johansson going to be doing in 10 years? Um,
0: like,
1: or, or even Black Widow. Like, What's she going to be doing? Is she just going to take a Nick Fury type role? Yeah, if I had to guess. It would be the most logical progression.
0: That'd be really crazy if she goes from like anti-establishment to the establishment.
1: That's how a lot of these people go. Yeah. Have you have you heard from Slayer recently or Pantera?
0: Oh, Slayer. <laughs> Didn't they say uh
1: well, they've sucked since the eighties.
0: Hold on, what they say recently? It was something that I was. saw it juxtaposed with a Calvin and Hobbes comic. Oof. And I was just like, oh, these guys are such pussies. <laughs> Can't remember what he said. Yeah. Uh but he said something pro establishment and Calvin and Hobbes, a comic book written or a comic strip written through the nineties into like part of the early two thousands really was just like Yeah, the problem with rock music now is that all the old rockers were anti establishment and now they are the establishment and they just have no vested interest in something <laughs> or other. But it was very poignant. Coming from a comic written in the mid '90s.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think Metallica was like the first real evidence of that when they were like super out here anti Napster. Which I mean, it makes sense, you know, that's their livelihood, but it's also that's so against the spirit of rock that you're out here just to make money. Yeah, like it, it's it's a total contradiction in itself. Yeah, like if you're out here just for the mu- for the music rather. You wouldn't care about the money, but that's also your livelihood. And it's also like how you've chosen to lead your life. Like that. If it wasn't a viable means of living, then you wouldn't have chosen this and you wouldn't have bought into the spirit of rock, as it were. Well, that's not for not as long, I guess
0: fair because like a lot of it I don't uh that's yeah, that's not fair because not a lot of people get it or there are a lot of people who are in music now and have been over the long period since music has been like a good way to make money and has become more um i guess prevalent. I don't know how to phrase that. Like, it's become more pop and in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably, I want to say since, like, the 70s or something. Sure. Where you could really become a star or even be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And still come out with some cash. So, it's not a lot of people. I wouldn't say that a lot of people got into it for money because there was still a chance at failure. Yeah. But, like, people. Most
1: musicians fail.
0: Yeah. Like everybody, I mean, if you look at the music industry in itself, depending on what you define as success, like a lot of people don't make it. A no, lot of, a lot of a people, lot people don't, of people if, don't make if it. If Chet's goal was to be out here performing with Katy Perry holding up her sarcophagus as he plays a trumpet or some shit, <laughs> like. It, he didn't make it.
1: I did not make it. <laughs> that was never my goal. I never really had any goals with music, which is why I do not consider myself a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lose if you don't play. <laughs> God
0: damn.
1: But yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying in that you, you don't go into, you don't become a musician just to become rich. Like if that happens, I think it's nice, but that's not the goal necessarily. And there's a lot of people who have the talent to be able to be out here rich as fuck, even if they're not like famous, but like studio musicians get paid very well because they're very, very good. Yes. And you know, there are names you've never heard of, but they could be some of the most highly paid people out there. Because they're on these ridiculous albums. You know, Beyonce needs a drummer. Beyonce yes. needs a keyboard player. That's yes. not her doing all of that. It's someone in a studio that's getting paid a lot of money because they're on that album.
0: Yeah, or it's a single producer. Right, yeah. 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 But yeah. it's
1: the same idea. You know, Go ahead. That, like, you may not necessarily know about some of these producers or some of the people that are, like, actually behind the music and all that. And I think some of those people still believe in the spirit of music and don't really care about the fame necessarily. They care about the money, but they don't care about the fame necessarily. And uh, you know, they can they can still be out there on their on their soapbox. But when you get someone like you know, like when you when you get a group like Metallica that that's out there that you know they're like, oh yeah, rock and roll. But we're also corporate shills now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you can call it the hypocrisy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean,
1: uh, yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, there is. Um, I forget. I forget his name. It's the guy who sang. Uh, <laughs> a lot of rappers sampled his uh, his music. Uh, Kanye sampled him on "I Wonder."
0: and i wonder if you know how it feels
1: to have your dreams come true lavi sif lavi sif it's a french last name so it's um
0: <laughs> is it s a i f
1: uh, it's s i f f r e huh yeah <laughs> i don't know he was but like i had never heard of him but like I looked at his discography and it's like, oh yeah, this was sampled in this, this was sampled in that, and, like all these remixes and covers and samples and stuff. So he's probably making a bunch of money. Oh yeah. Wow, I've never heard of him until I looked him up.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If you if you could go back in time, would you would you dedicate more time to music?
1: Yes, as a YouTube musician. Oh yeah. Like that, that is a train that is already kind of, that's gone. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's a fucking YouTube musician. I mean, honestly, I still could do that. But I don't want to dedicate the time and effort into doing that. Mm-hmm. But if I was doing that when I was in high school. Yeah. That's, you know, that's anything on YouTube, really. As long as you were consistent back then, you would have gotten a following. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, how many people out there back then? Had good content. Content. No, but, uh, like, remember nah. Ray William Johnson? His shit was whack. Whack as fuck. I hated him, even back then. Yeah. But the man made stupid money.
0: Yeah. And the funniest thing is, uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Essentially, I know a guy. Yeah. Uh, whose girlfriend's best friend dated him for a while. <laughs> and, like, even after he had gotten off of YouTube... He would once a month Facebook would pay him $45,000 to do YouTube live for two hours. Jesus. For two hours, once a month. It was fucking insane.
1: Yeah, I'll take $22,000 an hour.
0: I, I believe him because of the following that he's amassed. He has like 3 million followers still on, on Facebook. That's... No, it's incredible. It's
1: and if you've seen any of his, like... Because he started making original content, like, now that he's done with his dumbass clip show. Mm-hmm. He started making original content, and it is garbage.
0: What's the original content?
1: Yeah, it's just, like, skits that he does. And, like, I remember one skit was, like, millennial dating, and it was, like, him on a, on a date with this girl. It was, like, a first date, and... The dude would be like, oh, hey, I, I cooked up some chicken. And the girl would be like, oh, my God. I am literally so offended by that. I am a vegan. And did you just assume my dietary preferences? And, like, oh, this boy. is the kind of shit that he's putting okay. out. And people are eating up. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Do it's people like, still find this funny?
0: It's because uh the Internet culture. I can tell you exactly why the fuck people find that funny. It's because... The same people who are sitting around, like, watching, oh, God, Sargon of (laughs) Akkad clips and, like, Chris Raygun and the Armored Skeptic, where these people sit around and just snipe headlines... And yeah. just without even reading the articles most yeah, no. times or even if they do read the articles in a lot of cases, they just kind of skim it and they make points that even the following sentences will – even the following paragraphs will elucidate for them rather than them sitting there and mocking it. But that's another story for I another mean, time.
1: They A lot of those YouTube pundits are effectively <laughs> – just clickbait in video form.
0: Yeah, they are. They really are. And I mean they're good at it. They're successful at it. They're so making their money. Congrats to them or whatever. Yeah, I'll
1: go fuck themselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what it is is that people who think like protesting uh college students college students that go and interrupt a talk somewhere yeah like do i don't know if you remember the overweight woman who was like sitting in a chair screaming for a <laughs> triggly while puff triggly puff uh i don't know i don't know if you remember that yeah but those same people who are watching these same people find ray william johnson skit about did you assume my dietary preference uh thing funny because they think that like people are too sensitive or whatever but like in fucking reality if you want to if you want to be uh just like a decent person i suppose because not every vegan person is going to tell you that they're fucking vegan despite
1: what the internet may tell you (laughs) exactly
0: uh so It would be a good thing if you're taking somebody out on a date for the fucking first time to ask them if they have dietary
1: preferences. Yeah, or like even if you didn't think you ran the risk of dating a vegan by accident, you know, people have allergies like that's a real thing like you should be asking if you're going to prepare a meal for someone you should be asking if they have any restrictions yeah i always ask do you have any dietary
0: concerns when i'm about to take somebody out on a date mainly because i can't eat pork and i can't have dairy in large quantities uh dairy in large quantities pork period i right. just won't eat it because I, at this point it's not worth the risk yeah like
1: i, well, I nikki doesn't people. nikki doesn't eat beef yeah she can but she would have to wean herself back onto it, and that's, it,
0: yeah, it's yeah. not—it's not worth it. Yeah. It's
1: not worth the amount
0: of time that that would take. But you just—you—you you ask them just to make sure you're not going to take them to like a fucking nut farm. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, oh God, all these tree nuts are going to kill me. Right, sitting there asphyxiating on the other side of the table. Wow, that's really rude. You're not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I will not stab you in your chest with this pen. <laughs> I can't believe you.
1: <laughs> I, I, I never understood how people could believe that, you know, if, say, someone who's transitioning. Like, if you slip up and call someone who's male to female, call them he by accident, you think there's going to be a meltdown like People are reasonable. It's their lives. Like you're not going to sit there frothing at the mouth a hundred percent of the time. That's exhausting for everyone. Well, see, the problem with that is
0: we go back to YouTube pundits of, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's plenty of ammunition online yeah. of people who are simply unreasonable on Twitter or on Tumblr mm-hmm. where you can cherry pick examples and you can find hundreds of them, possibly even hundreds of thousands of examples online of people just freaking out kind of over nothing, yeah. depending on how far back you go. Let's say you go back to, like, 2013, five years. Over the last five years, I can assure you that there are at least 100,000 examples of people <laughs> freaking out over seemingly nothing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a wolfkin, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a wolfkin, and my parents refuse to feed me dog food or whatever. And you can find somebody freaking out about some shit like that in – numbers and quantities sure and if you pick out those examples and let's say you have a certain audience who watches you you pick out those examples and all you show is those
1: examples yep
0: they'll believe that that is the problem that that's an actual
1: problem yeah and while i i i hate that that is a thing that can work and i i get why as someone if you've never met a trans person like I can see where you would think that that may be a common thing, but counterpoint: How many times have you gone into a restaurant and overheard someone bitching out a waiter because they overcooked their steak? Like it to me, it's a similar sort of interaction here. Like, yeah, that person is bitching out this poor waiter right now, but they can still be a pleasant person ninety percent of the time. And do we do we look at them like say it's you know forty year old Hispanic man do we say oh all 40 year old Hispanic men bitch out their waiters for overcooked steaks and just cause a scene in restaurants all the time no because you know that's not true well see the thing is you
0: shouldn't say that Period. I mean like you shouldn't make generalizations about people period but this is a and this is the problem that I have with modern day politics everybody seems to do this shit like everybody wants to generalize groups of people it's easy yeah it's certainly easy when i there was a period the other day and i don't know if uh, the person i was talking to about this was is listening but i mentioned incels mm-hmm. uh, becoming terrorists right yeah and that, it's just like now. dog like i can understand where you're coming from as far as like wanting to label the people who identify themselves as incels as terrorists or as terrible people and that makes sense because as uh, as Rory so eloquently pointed out in the Discord. Join the Discord, by the way. Uh, <laughs> link in the description. <laughs> yeah, link in the description. Join it. Join us. There's now capital I incels and lowercase incels. <laughs> and yeah, capital I incel is the community from Reddit. Yeah. Where it's just a bunch of really shitty people saying a bunch of really
1: shitty things I about women. Referred clarification in case you're not on the cutting edge of incel technology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> incel is short for involuntary celibate. Yes. So it's basically mostly dudes who can't get laid. Yeah, and there's an argument that no, there's no such thing as an incel woman because any woman could get laid if she chose. So oh chose. God. That's some incel logic for you, right there. Yeah,
0: it is. I mean. The things, okay, so I would argue, and this is from the point of view of somebody who isn't a woman, I'm going to tell you that straight (laughs) up and down, uh, that I would venture to guess that the problem with dudes who are incels are probably, if this is just a guess, I'm not in the head of every one of these people. Uh, and be so glad you're not <laughs> yeah right I'm glad I don't have these problems oh you know what that's what we'll do for some bonus content actually we'll talk about how uh, the reason why I'm not currently red pilled uh, ah. because Mike C wanted to know okay uh, he posted it as a comment or something and we'll we'll record it this weekend sure and you can ask all the appropriate questions if you <laughs> want to um, but anyway, if I had to guess and this is a very delicate topic so please excuse me if I put my foot in my mouth at some point here uh, you'll just have to forgive me but with with dudes it's that they're aiming too high or they feel like they're entitled to have sex with somebody mm-hmm. and like there a lot of people and like dog i can't i can't point to the specific person enough as an example of somebody who believes that they're entitled to have sex with women or they're entitled to like the time of any woman or like the, the way that they behave is fucking ghastly yeah and like this is part of the reason why i don't like hanging out with them especially when it comes to being around women but that's another note for another time mm-hmm. um he feels entitled to women. And if you read a lot of these posts on, on like, oh, God, Red Pill, or um,
1: Men's Rights.
0: Men's Rights, or, I mean, less so Men's Rights, I think, because they're all interconnected in yeah, like a really I, fucked up way. Yeah, Or MGTOW is a oh, big yeah, MGTOW one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and eventually leading to incel. Uh, incel is like the waiting room for people who are like, I don't know, put themselves in time out where they're just like, okay, like I've gone my own way, but men going their own way is still men trying to have sex with women. Whereas incels are just dudes who have just given up on themselves whole, wholeheartedly, or maybe, I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's hard to tell. I feel like
1: if you consider yourself an incel, you're still, I mean, I I guess by the nature of it, you have to want sex still. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the MGTOW crowd. And again, I haven't really done a deep dive into this. They would be if they go full fuck women, as in, I'm done with women. Yes, they wouldn't even want sex.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, and granted, like, admittedly, we did just go off on the, like a little tangent, where at least I said something about the willingness of political. Sides to generalize people but i think the case here is different because these people identify with a certain label and you can go to their forums their reddit boards their websites and kind of get a general idea of what these people are about but i will admit like not every idea that's reflected on those boards is a reflection of the person who's using that of course so Going back to incels, I feel like the dudes, uh, to reiterate, aim too high. They they feel entitled to have sex with women mm-hmm. or have sex, period. And they're just like really shitty. They have like really shitty ideas of themselves. Like they have a really shitty self-image. They have really shitty self-esteem because they tied too much of their personality to women Wanting to have sex with them.
1: Yeah, there's there's definite self-esteem issues like prevalent throughout that. And I, I, you can kind of ask a chicken or the egg sort of scenario here. Like, do they not get laid because they have shitty self-esteem? Do they have shitty self-esteem because they don't get laid? Of course, I'd say there's a little bit of both here. But there's so many instances of people saying like, guys you can't sit here and talk in your echo chamber about how much you hate women and then expect women to want to come to you. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you can't hold yourself up on the internet and wonder why you're not getting laid when you're not meeting women, when you're not talking to people, when you're not being social, like sex is a social activity. It requires two or more people <laughs> <laughs> So if you're sitting there by yourself wondering how you're not getting laid, like what what do you expect?
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. Like to I don't want to sound uh, too too crazy here, but I believe to a certain degree that you attract what you put out. Yeah, there's there's some extent
1: like obviously it's not a one-to-one you know some people attract more than they put out some people attract less it's just
0: yeah i mean like this is like the hippy dippy positive energy (laughs) type shit right here so essentially what i'm saying is like if you're positive like you're less likely at least in my mind this is how it works you're less likely to take in like negative feedback right if you're a positive person Mm -hmm. but if you're negative all the time you're just gonna Take in that negativity at full force. But when you're positive, you see like positive things happen and you're like, oh, cool. This is great. This is great. Yeah. But it's the power of positive thinking. It's not that you I shouldn't say that you attract it. It's more so you notice it better with your certain outlook.
1: I would even say to an extent you do attract it. Like (laughs) uh, I. In in my college club in the arcade club. Uh, my role as the president was mostly to just get people in. Like, I didn't really handle a lot of the actual, um, function of the club. Like I had other people do that. I went to meetings and I got people in. And what I did to get people in was be a loud asshole. And we got attention, we got new members. That was all I needed to do. Well, I, I met a mutual friend of a high school friend who attended my college. I had never spoken to her, but she knew who I was and I recognized her and she had strong opinions of me (laughs) because I was a loud asshole, but all I wanted was attention. I didn't really care if the people who wouldn't really fit into the club didn't like me. I was aiming for a specific kind of person and I got that kind of person like me putting that out as being the loud asshole. I could attract other loud assholes. And then there were also like the outliers of people who were interested in the stuff, but they were too afraid to like to approach us. And I was ready to approach them. And I was like, hey, you, I see you looking over at these games. Why don't you come play? And they'd be like, oh no, no, no. just hop in. It's free. Let's go. And you know, like that kind of that kind of action to some would be very off-putting, but to others it's welcoming, and you know, we got results. But to to the mutual friend, she just thought I was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, you 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 if you want some input, you have to put something out. If I had sat yeah if I had sat there at the cabinets, we would have maintained the people who were already in the club and they would have had a great time, but we wouldn't have gotten anyone new.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying for sure. But either way, with these dudes, they, they're all negative. They all have like a really negative outlook. So what they're doing is they're seeing negative interactions with women, and then they're internalizing those interactions. Mm-hmm. But if they had like kind of a positive outlook, and granted like if you if you have a certain mindset, like if you're going in on the pickup artist shit where it's like, oh, talking to women is a numbers game, you need to be prepared for failure at all levels or whatever, and you don't and you take all of those failures personally. Then, of course, you're gonna have a shitty time, yeah. And then, especially if you're like internalizing every time a woman says no to you, and mm-hmm. it, it just turns you like kind of rotten. And then you go on boards and then you post like really shitty things about women, yep. yeah. And but that's again the capital I in cell, yes, uh, the, the capital I in voluntary celibacy. Uh, gentlemen people who identify with that label yes and as far as like female incels go women in cells uh human female incels i i think that's more of a granted again i'm not a woman but like i don't see boards full of women just shitting on men yeah. you know what i mean uh, uh, i would i'd be more willing to guess that it has to do with maybe personal issues that they may have yeah like whether or not like they're confident they have the self-esteem or whatever it's certainly not for like not for not talking to
1: dudes yeah like this is going to sound mildly shitty but uh you know take it with a grain of salt i don't hate women (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not a good way to start a sentence right No, no no uh in a lot of cases if you're a woman that can't get laid it's because your standards are too high now that is also the case for men it just seems like society is more accepting of that for men like
0: you're okay it's okay for you to have really high shitty standards yeah like, like you want to date Jessica Alba but you don't want
1: to you don't want to see a Megan Trainer, exactly and like for men that seems to be okay that we see more often where you have like the powerful man who's, you know, five foot two and like just looks gremlin like, <laughs> but is dating a supermodel that's 20 years younger than him because, yeah. you know, he's rich and powerful or whatever. And, you know, like that's that's a power fantasy and that's something that you see and that's OK. But if you have a woman doing that where, you know, she's, you know, an Amazon and uh, you know has six arms
0: have you okay so here's something that i just thought about that's just occurred to me right now when's the last time you saw like an action actually a very ugly woman
1: i went to high school with one that's kind of my (laughs) go-to uh yeah i mean even then she's not like horrifying.
0: Yeah, right. Like I can't think of any women off the top of my head, right? (laughs) Like, as in, like I know dudes, like one (laughs) hundred percent. Like I can think of a handful of dudes that are just horrible people who are ugly inside and out that are just completely unfuckable. Yeah, like uh, that. Like I can point to a a couple people that I know that are just like, oh, "Oh, actually, you're an incel. now Now
1: that I think about it, no, I do know at least one woman who. That I when I knew her was absolute. Not if we were the last two people on the planet. I'm, but I'm like, sure they're out there, but even so, it's yeah. I yeah, mean, I they, know, they, they probably
0: exist, but I mean, even even then, like I don't know. Maybe maybe I have like warped standards. Maybe my standards are fucked up because mm-hmm. there's no. I've never looked at it, even like sitting on Tinder. Like there are hardly any women that ever come up that I say like
1: oh absolutely not yeah, yeah it's, sure.
0: it's like I wouldn't want to be seen in public with you not, not that it's like no I won't have sex with you but I don't want to be seen with you yeah. period yeah yeah like I that's the type of ugly I'm talking about sure like you know what fuck unfuckable <laughs> Just like I can't be seen with you in public. You're just too ugly. Like, I know people like that. People who don't know how to dress themselves. Yeah. Like people who just don't take care of themselves. No, they the don't period. groom themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh man, I felt kind of bad, but I was I was joking with someone about someone else because this guy he had long hair that looked several weeks unwashed while balding. Oh gross. And a shitty neck beard, but he shaved his mustache. Oh gross. So it's like there's clearly some effort here cuz you don't have a mustache. Like that's a conscious decision. But he had a shitty long beard with shitty long hair while balding. And then of course his clothes were equally terrible. And it's like my guy, you're out in public, man. Like you could be out here meeting people and, like, I don't want to say you should judge people based on their appearance, but you can judge people based on <laughs> some level of their appearance. Like, yo, take care of yourself, man. Do yeah. you have a job? Yeah. Like, do like, you don't dress like that
0: to work, do you? You can't. No. It's like stained shirts. I mean, granted, I've been caught on some days with stains of clothes sure and like it it happens but it's not like i'm out here daily like yo like let me drop this fucking bean and cheese burrito open (laughs) on my shirt and just rub it in and walk (laughs) into work or whatever granted my my facial hair does get a little bit scraggly but it's got its own line to it sure like and like i do just shave it a little bit i've
1: never um, find myself questioning if you shower Oh, good. <laughs> sometimes I question that myself. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> like th- that's that's the point where I feel like you're allowed to judge someone. Yeah. Like if they're clearly not homeless, but kind of present that way. Yeah, like they got those long,
0: gross nails uh, that are just filled ugh. with dirt ugh. or whatever. Like I've never, never. Uh, I mean, and granted, this could be like a societal thing, but like I've never met a woman, or it could be nail polish uh, with long nails that just have dirt under them i've never met a woman who's got like i don't know just like fucked up stained clothing (laughs) that's just gross or like has a weird smell on them yeah you just don't that's not something that you see and it could be a societal thing we could just live in a different part of the country where, like
1: outside of where this stuff kind of happens we could not hang out at walmart enough we could yeah that could be the case because actually last last person i encountered who had a smell that offended that was a woman at walmart mm-hmm. and that yeah that was memorable yeah.
0: <laughs> but either way i guess ultimately the point that i'm trying to make is that uh incel dudes the this is capital i incel yeah. dudes um are terrible people on the internet. They just post vile shit about women and then they internalize any woman who doesn't want to fuck them as like some deeply offensive like I don't know slight against them where whereas lowercase i incel women uh probably just have their own shit going on like they probably have like I don't know like just self-esteem stuff going on maybe yeah. I, like that's my best guess. People. Yeah, but like at the same time Like you don't see women. (laughs) They don't. There's no like fem cell, fem incel board (laughs) where they're just talking about how shitty dudes are all the time, and like how how this one dude just needs to give you the dick and shut the fuck up and then make you a sandwich. (laughs) Like you don't see that because. all these chads like, walking around with their juicy cocks, not giving them to me. <laughs> why, why would he want to be with a used woman, this 10? You know she's had sex before. Huh. Oh, God.
1: God. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, God. The capital I incel shit is just wild. Yeah. And it's like, it while as anti-woman as it is there's some really weird anti-attractive men shit and like also weird racist shit on there too yeah that's
0: that's one thing uh we'll get into this weekend when we talk about the red the depilling of the boy <laughs> uh that's one thing that you notice in almost every single community that exists online there's always some fucking weird racism attached to everything everything it's either like yo we hate the jews or we hate black people or we hate mexicans even though this person's from fucking ecuador we yeah. hate we hate mexicans <laughs> it's like what, what what are you talking about what are you, and it's there's a lot of weird fucking racism online
1: i i don't get and everyone's got their own reasons and their own like weird conspiracies in their head about you know i really hate guatemalans and hondurans <laughs> yo <laughs> <laughs> yo if you're sri lanka from sri lanka don't fucking talk to me never god know. Uh, and we'll we'll
0: get into it one episode yeah we'll we'll talk about it Just, i think somebody asked us to talk about incel shit this week anyway and there you have uh-huh. it there you got it yeah <laughs> um
1: oh but i guess the differentiation between capital i incel and lowercase incel if it's lowercase, that's just a descriptor of someone who wants to get laid but can't. Yeah, see, that's how it. That's how I always took it prior
0: to like the whole incel apocalypse from Reddit. <laughs> lowercase I incel was just an insult used on message boards back in the day. Like if you were into that PUA shit, that was an insult that you tossed around for people who had just given up on themselves. Whereas now it's attached to people who identify who actively identify as people who cannot fuck who want to fuck just cannot and unfortunately that that meaning has been uh kind of co-opted by now leftist media uh, yeah. <laughs> to mean terrorist because And, like, granted, look, I'm not trying to minimalize your experience as a woman out here. If you're, like, saying, like, yo, I've had to interact with dudes who uh, call themselves incels uh, in um, real life or whatever. Yeah. And, like, they're real shitty dudes. But it's, like, come on, dog. Like, words mean things. Like, and I I understand the, the desire to be able to classify people into certain things. But, like things mean things before they go up on reddit sure right like words mean stuff and such yeah and and
1: yeah you you can't just take something and then just completely alter it to suit your needs i mean you can you you certainly can but a lot of people
0: have done with the word
1: snowflake
0: (sighs) like snowflake means something like it doesn't mean like you're a special snowflake. You're like you think you're a unique person, but you're really not.
1: I mean, even that's not even how people are using it now. It's just a crybaby now. Oh, jeez.
0: Okay. Well, I've got a lot of memeing to catch up on, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, like if you complain about anything, if you say, "Hey, maybe cops shouldn't shoot on armed black men," I'm like, "Oh, look at this snowflake out here," you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <all>
0: right. yeah. <laughs> so words, just I would say. Maybe keep in keep in mind that like especially neologisms, neologisms, neologisms. New words. Yes, new words. <laughs> I learned that I learned that word, that word specifically, because there was another word that I looked up and that was part of the definition. i Can't remember what
1: the word actually <laughs> was though.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Especially when it comes to like new words, or it's specifically a portmanteau like uh, "incel." Yeah, these words, despite not having an official dictionary meaning, do have meanings prior to uh, whatever
1: they've been associated. Well, with. Well, sure. I mean, past. like you know, things have colloquial connotations. Yeah, like bad. Oh, that means right. bad. Yeah, which I always found funny that it made like such a strong rebound lately. Like there was there was a moment in like the mid two thousands where no one was really saying bad to mean anything good, mm-hmm. and you know, now she's a baddie. So, but I, I want to venture a guess and say that the reason why capital i incels are being equated with terrorists is because of the number of shootings that have been done or like attacks that have been done by men trying to get laid, like Elliot Roger. Was he the guy in uh, Santa Barbara? Yes. Yeah, he's the one in particular that I, that I think of. And then there was another guy... Who recently drove his truck into a bunch of
0: people in Toronto.
1: That's a thing. There was, uh, I was also thinking of... Uh, I forget who it was, but his attack was referred to as Beta Uprising.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm not familiar with that I one. I forget
1: which one it was. But there was there was a shooting... That like the guy posted on R nine K, the four chan board, talking about the shooting, and he's like, "Yo, beta uprising is coming," and then he goes out and does it. Oh shit! I'm like, that was some some real shit. But apparently, that guy, they suspect because you know it was anonymous. They suspect that that guy had been posting about his woes with women prior to that, and you know talking about how he can't get laid, and then like there's there's a pattern of these. Extremely sexually frustrated social outcast men who are out here doing wild shit like actual terrorism. So I think that's how the how they came to equate one another. I still don't think that one necessarily means the other, but. That's probably where they took their logical leap.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, like I can I can see how that would develop. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, don't become an insell, <laughs> <laughs> uh, capital I insell. Um, stay away from pickup artist stuff uh, for the most part because it's the likelihood of picking up a bad message is too high, especially in this new age. And those techniques don't work. Uh, Just learn how to talk to people. Pick up conversational skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never, never, ever, ever fall down that rabbit hole. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Let's get into questions from the (laughs) subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours. We have a weekly questions and comments thread you can drop into. Type some shit in. We'll answer it. We'll talk about it. We'll do that.
1: Yeah. I also want to... I guess I I feel like we've mentioned this in passing before, but I want to clarify. We record these on Tuesdays in the evening. Yes. More recently, I've noticed we're getting a lot of questions on Wednesday. Yes. And so like, I, we're going to go back and answer some of the ones from last week. But if we miss that, that could be because... Yeah, it's too late.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or in Relarela's case...
1: You are uh, getting shadow banned. <laughs> yeah,
0: weirdly enough. I don't know how that happened. But, uh, you know what, I should maybe check the thread to see if that's happened again. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay. So, from last week... The Evil Outlaw asks... Yo, Chet, what do you think of fighting game Persona 4 Arena Ultimax? And do you think they'll make a Persona 5 Arena Ultimax? So, Persona 4 came out when I was in college, so I definitely gave it its due time. The game was fun, but I felt like it was, looking back, the first in the dumbing down of anime fighting games. It had some systems in there that I felt, I didn't really I didn't really care for them like I think you had 3 attacks and then like a persona button or no was it 2 attacks and like 2 persona buttons it was something like that I don't remember exactly but the the general system of that was fine and it actually made for some interesting characters cuz not everyone actually had like a stand like persona so for certain characters that did something differently uh but Everything felt a little too easy with some auto combos, a universal DP mechanic, DP referring to Dragon Punch, which is an invincible reversal. And as any astute fighting game player will say, those moves change the game. So for every character to have one, I am... I'm a little on the fence about, I feel like not every character should have an invincible reversal, especially not one. That's just two buttons. Press the thing. Yes, you get out of jail free card. That's a little questionable to me, but I'm not, it's not something that's going to like just completely write off a game for me, but I don't know. I just never really got into it for a few reasons. And every, none of the characters really stood out to me. And in order to get real damage, you either had to be playing specific characters that could actually do damage, or you were just doing really complicated stuff. Like, there was no mid-level in that game, in my eyes. It was either, like, really shallow button-mashing kind of stuff, or... You're spending hours in practice mode just to squeeze out every last bit of damage possible, and you're doing multiple one-frame links, and that's just—I I really feel like there should be something in between that, because I didn't want to dedicate all my fucking time to to getting good at the game. And then we had one guy at our college who did all that, who spent all that time in the in the lab, and he lost to our friend. Shout out to Drake, the rapper. <laughs> He literally beat him in tournament by picking Teddy and pressing medium because that's a good-ass button. He pulls out a baseball bat, and he just cracks him. And that was more or less all he did, and he beat him. And, uh, yeah, that's either signs of a really bad player or a kind of poorly designed game. That's kind of how I felt about it. But, <laughs> Rip. Uh when I rip, you rip, we whip. Haha. <laughs> as for Persona 5, I think so. Like, they're real big on spinoffs. I don't, well, actually, let me, let me walk that back a second. Because they're making Blaze Blue Cross Tag, I don't know if that leaves room for a Persona 5 fighting game. Especially not if it's going to be in the same sort of style as the other one. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make one because it feels a little soon with cross tag. If that didn't exist, I would have said unequivocally yes, because they like making spin-offs and that's just free money for them. But now I'm not so sure. But, you know, if it comes out, I'll give it a shot. I hate cross tag. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> also from last week, Spirit Fury Fire says, I know this is a few episode I know this is a few episodes back, but you briefly talked about being brought up with a different accent and wondered if it's a strictly American thing. It is not. It's pretty common from kids in Scotland from better off backgrounds to be made to speak in a milder accent with less Scots language words. So basically the opposite of r slash Scottish people Twitter. Some people think this isn't a dangerous attempt to destroy or discredit Scottish culture. Others feel that not doing so sets an arbitrary limit on their children's ability to communicate early. I was brought up this way, and while it remains my normal way of speaking, I will also speak with a stronger Glaswegian accent (laughs) if I'm in a group of people who speak that way, just because it makes it easier to fit in with them. That's, you know, I had never really considered this with regions of the UK.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, though. It
1: totally does. Yeah. And that's a real common thing with, uh, with educated, urban black people. Yep. They call it code switching. Yep. So basically, when you're just talking with your boys, you know, you, you, you're more relaxed. You throw some more
0: slang. You maybe you have more of a marble mouth way of speaking.
1: Yeah, no, you know, you uh, that's, know me. I'm that's me. That's
0: yeah. me. I I don't speak with whole phrases <laughs> most of the time. I just.
1: But then, of course, when you get into a business setting, then you have to switch it up, be more professional. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, and yeah, there is contention over whether or not that is racist. I would I would say so, but not
0: in like. A wholly damaging way depends i mean it depends on what the situation is right like you can't not hire somebody based on the way that they speak but if their accent is too thick for people to understand like that might hinder their ability to do it right, right. like if you have somebody from the deep south yeah that just kind of speaks with like The way that Boomhauer speaks. Right. Then you wouldn't be able to necessarily hire them because it would impact their
1: ability to do the job. And yeah. So my take on it is. Is discrediting someone for speaking, say, with heavy ebonics racist? Well, in the most pure sense of the word, yes. But there's a reason behind it and it would go it's not necessarily just a racial thing if it was a white person speaking in nothing but slang they wouldn't be able to conduct language they wouldn't be able to conduct business based on their language either so it's not necessarily racist racist but I guess you could say there's some racial implications behind it yeah classist yeah it's more classist than racist I would say that's what I mean
0: not to get on that woke ladder but That's what a lot of issues pan out to be these days. Mm. Like they're not necessarily racist. They would have been considered racist like 60 years ago. Sure. uh, Probably up to even like the early 90s. But now it's more of it's transformed into more of a class issue Mm -hmm. because like, you know, there are poor white people too. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah, real, real interesting stuff that I hadn't even really considered. At yeah. least, you know, from a non American lens.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could imagine that happens a lot in like even in England itself, yeah, where would people like a, have like a Birmingham
1: accent? Yeah, get a Cockney accent versus an Oxford accent. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. <laughs> that sucks, man. <laughs> oh, oh boy. It's fucking chobs, man. More totem asks, Do you guys give any fucks about the Shenmue series? No. I respect the series for what they did. I didn't have a Dreamcast, so I never played it or (laughs) any of the series. So I I recognize the value of the series in gaming history, but yeah, no, (laughs) not really. They seem interesting, I guess.
0: Mm, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I watched a giant bomb, a giant bomb playthrough of the Shenmue 1, I believe. But that shit, (laughs) that shit was boring (laughs) as fuck.
1: God damn. (laughs) All right. So getting on to this week. Coquenin asks, God forbid any of us reproduce the degenerates that we are. But if you had a kid or a niece or nephew that you had to choose two games to help shape them into somewhat functioning human beings, what games do you choose? The caveat being that one of them needs to be a traditionally educational game. Do you go casual but subtly teach them real-life lessons with Oregon Trail, functional with Mavis Beacon teaches typing, or do you get on that next level shoot with super solvers, gizmos, and gadgets? What actual game would you throw at them to get down the path of the gamer?
0: I, I would argue that geography is a super underrated skill in Americans, so Carmen San Diego, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Ah. Would be a nice choice for me. Or stepping aside from geography, number crunchers maybe.
1: And if you want to do something modern, maybe Brain Age. Oh yeah, Brain Age is actually a great game just for keeping Ch- your mind active. Yeah, and like, but it's done so in a actually entertaining way. Like you can actually play <laughs> Brain Age and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one on the educational front. I am going to go a little bit more loosely educational and say that Sim City or City Skylines or even the Sims, those are very abstract sort of approaches towards thinking uh, and can actually help your brain develop when you're young. So like, there's a lot of problem solving a lot of like with the Sims, you have to balance a checkbook and like, you know, make sure you're doing your taxes kind of same thing with city skylines. It actually helps you understand how these things work on a, on a civil planning level while actually still being pretty fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my second game would definitely be a city skylines or Sim city. Yeah. Or the Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, San Diego and The Sims, baby. There you
1: go. Uh, I I, for a non-educational game, I would do something, anything that's just very difficult, really. That like I I was raised with like Castlevania and Mega Man, and that helped me be a better gamer and more tenacious person. On the whole, I got real fucking frustrated through a lot of controllers when I was a kid, but. I beat all those games, so who's the loser now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dark Souls would do that. Yeah, certainly. Basically anything that's just mercilessly difficult. Yeah. Pac Man W1 asks Hi, Chet and Denzel. Next month I'll be getting my bachelor's degree from university, and I'm currently in the process of applying for jobs. Congratulations. Congrats, man. I'm in criminal justice, and I'm thinking of going to law school after a year or two. I'd like to pay off some of my student loans before any more schooling. So my question is, how the fuck am I supposed to find a job that pays more than Walmart when I don't have three plus years of relative work experience? Every fucking job wants X amount of years of relevant work experience. All I've ever worked in is retail, and that's all I could ever do during college. At this point, I'm pretty much applying anywhere. That kind of makes me wonder if that four-year degree is even worth shit nowadays. Funny thing is that my brother is a CS major, and he's having the same problem that I am. It seems like I got to take on more student debt to get a law degree and hope and pray to our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Fuck Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Kanye. Amen. (laughs) That I can find a job that pays at least $45,000 before I'm at 30. Currently, 23. Anyway, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Peace. Shout outs to that.
0: We were just talking about younger skewing audience members. He's certainly one of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess, again, congrats on your degree. Yeah. Uh, What I would recommend to you, if you live in the United States and you're in fairly decent shape is go try to work for the sheriff's department or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't really know much about law enforcement degrees well, criminal justice degrees and like, you know, your specific focus or anything, but yeah, try and find your way in. You know, if you're in a smaller town, you'd have a actually probably a better shot at getting something because you can just kind of walk in and be like, yeah, I got a degree. Can I work here? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, or
0: here's a good idea. Uh, move back in with your parents if that's a possibility. One, that's the first step. Two, just go work for the, for the city. I mean, like when I say go work for the sheriff's department or even like the, the police department, you don't necessarily have to be a cop. Like, you can just be a dispatcher. You can do anything, really. If you're just trying to stack a little bit of money on your way up, uh, I don't rem- recommend becoming a security guard. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably won't do anything to advance. Yeah. I mean, criminal justice jobs. Or see if you can, like, intern at uh, at a law office or become, like, a paralegal or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a huge problem now with the job market. Luckily, I'm pretty far removed. I remember when I was your age though, it was I had a similar problem. Because they were asking for like one or two years of experience for an entry level position, and it's just like, dog, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like this, this is an entry entry level. level. <laughs> yeah, dog, and it became it, as it seems you're describing. It's become increasingly more rare to find actual entry level positions yeah. because everybody wants everybody wants good work for cheap. Oh yeah, of course. And the mean, job market has finally worked its way into that model.
1: It's ridiculous, but you know, that's the way things are right now. I mean, yeah, we, we ran into a bit of that, each of us, I'm sure, but like it's probably only gotten worse.
0: Yeah. I haven't really kept
1: an eye out for entry level jobs because I ain't entry level anymore. I don't yeah. want an entry level job.
0: God damn, that really It's It's probably only going to get worse, too. Probably that really sucks. And unemployment is super fucking low right now. Yeah. God damn. Well, that's i guess that's a little bit misleading because unemployment is low as fuck but that doesn't include people who have just
1: stopped looking for jobs yeah it doesn't include people who've stopped looking for jobs or people who have taken shitty jobs
0: yeah god damn well best of luck to you in your job search i mean if you don't live in a big city it's gonna be way harder to find anything or near a big city it's gonna be really difficult But if you can, just keep your eyes out, like, for something in your field. Even if it's, like, I don't don't know. I don't know if anybody has, like, in-house investigation teams anymore or if you want. Yeah, I know
1: private investigators are still a thing, but... I don't know what you can really do with that. <laughs>
0: you probably just drive them around for a little bit. Yeah, like he'll be like, "I've got several DUIs. I can't drive myself. <laughs> I need an assistant, and by assistant, I mean driver." Yep. But hey, you'll get valuable experience about stakeouts. <laughs> hey, if you if you do run into a private investigator, let us know. I want to know about that life. You know, my uh,
1: I know someone who is now a PI. Hold on. Do I know them? No. Okay. There was a... Oh,
0: you know what? Justin's friend was a PI for a little bit. Yeah, you should. Yeah, he uh, he did insurance investigations. So he would just follow people around for a private eye company, a private investigation company, uh, and take pictures of them when they would do things that would seem disturb or aggravate their injury
1: oh okay yeah yeah yeah. people with like big insurance claims like oh i broke my neck and then they're out jogging the next week yeah gotcha yeah very interesting yeah ambulance chaser chasers huh exactly (laughs) yeah i i would say if you just need to find some sort of work in your field Think outside of the box and try and find something that's just even tangentially related, and you might be able to uh, to get something done. Also, a tip is that if you did any form of like team exercises or like anything that like actually reflects the model of a real workplace, some places. You can, you can say, like, oh, yeah, that's... I had a, a couple semesters work experience. That's that's two years, right? Oh, maybe even try to get a job with the university. Oh, yeah, that could be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's up to you. It's yeah. difficult. Finding a job now is fucking ridiculous.
1: Especially with something that's, like,
0: specific. Idea for you. Maybe work on somebody's campaign. Who? Yeah that's what a friend of mine did oh that would not uh, professor actually worked at on somebody's campaign
1: yeah yeah that's that's a good place to be you'd be surrounded by lawyers
0: yeah like very very smart people it's a good way to network i don't know if like that's that's one of the things that i'm not sure about like what networking looks like in certain industries because i'm pretty sure like people don't give a fuck about networking with like a 23 year old right like yeah. in, in <laughs> computer science, it would be different because everybody's got kind of a different skill set. Yeah. But like somebody who's pre law school, it's kind of just like, well, it's cool that you're into criminal justice kiddo. Don't become a public defender. All right. <laughs>
1: bye. Yeah. That's about as useful as it gets. Yeah. It, with something where experience is so highly valued, you really have nothing to offer them.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like a little rough again like you could try to intern but you're either gonna land at like a free internship or one that's gonna pay the same amount as like a walmart
1: yeah but at least at least you'd be getting valuable experience out of it yeah yeah (laughs) well good luck yeah best of luck to you buddy juice campbell asks hey bros Everyone knows about the console wars before the rise of the PC Master Race. So where do you guys stand on the old-school rivalry between Sega and Nintendo? Which do you stand behind more, Genesis or Super Nintendo?
0: I think that's easy, Super Nintendo.
1: I never had any Sega systems. I was Super Nintendo all day.
0: Yeah, same, actually. I mean, apparently sega was the more powerful system
1: yeah from a strict numbers game genesis was a better console yeah but it
0: didn't matter yeah because like everything was fucking 2d back then yeah nobody was pressed over frame rates
1: (laughs) Uh, my mario only runs at 30 frames per second it's really funny because like back then when i was playing gradius 3 and like you know then the cart would start chugging and then like everything's real slow i just thought that was hype <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is so cool everything's everywhere man yeah
1: <laughs> but uh yeah now that would definitely be a flaw and people would be like why is the game slowing down what what the fuck yeah but yeah i mean you know, things are different back then what's <laughs> it called had that problem uh ocarina
0: of time had that problem
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh like on the NES, they wouldn't be able to handle the number of sprites on screen, so it would start flickering. Like that was that was never appealing, but I never really thought anything of it until much later down the line.
0: Yeah. So when you finally learned what it was.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the strength of the system didn't really matter. I had an SNES and I I still think that was one of the best consoles ever. You know, just like for the library of games, for just what it did for games, you know, PS2 and Super Nintendo are probably my top two. Yeah, the PS2
0: was a fucking game changer.
1: Yeah, and I, I can't even really explain why it just had a really fucking good library of games. It had an excellent
0: library of games and it was backwards compatible. Yeah, that's yeah, that was a big thing. And then when the PS3 came out and everybody was bummed that it wasn't backwards compatible. Yep. Like I remember all of the the game journalists at the time were like, "You're not entitled to backwards compatibility." And it's just like, dog, they blocked it through software. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that the system couldn't handle it. It's just that they decided like, yo, we want to re- we wanna charge people again for these fucking games. Yep. And it was just like, you guys are fucking shills.
1: Yeah. You productive. guys are
0: fucking <laughs> fucking shills for the gaming industry. Also part of the story of how I became not red pilled. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for questions this week excellent that's good to hear thank you everybody for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours your favorite slice of life podcast ostensibly about incels this week (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i've been denzel i've been chet you can follow the show on twitter at x real nerd hours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at bushido brown sd excellent you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. And we officially have a Facebook group. Yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash real nerd hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. And uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we'll. See you next uh, Thursday. Y'all have a good night. Toodaloo.